0: Podcast. I'm your host, Deanne Knighton. Hey, welcome back. This is Deanne. Last week, I was joined by Susie Strillman and Peggy Cooney of Zero Proof Experiences. We had a great chat. We talked about social anxiety. We talked about the events that they take part in and plan, along with many other collaborators that are focused on making space for those who have chosen the alcohol-free lifestyle. We did some book recommendations and music recommendations. If you missed the episode, be sure to go back and listen. Today, we're going to talk specifically with Susie and Peggy on the topic of the sober positive workplace. As you know, this is an initiative that is underway for Show Up and Stay, and we've been making some progress. There definitely seems to be a lot of interest about how we can build more inclusive workplaces for those who choose to be alcohol-free. So today we've got a few stories related to sobriety in the workplace, as well as some ideas and suggestions on how we can start putting together events that are more inclusive for our alcohol-free friends. That actually leads me right into what I wanted to talk about next, which is the reality of these mixed events that we're going to have in our life. And I love what you all are doing in terms of building that community that hopefully helped give us the energy for the other things that we have to do. I was in sales and a lot of my drinking ramped up in relationship to my work. When I became sober, I was pretty quiet about who I was and what was going on with me. I would tell people that I didn't drink, but kind of left it at that and often said it was health related. During that time, I had that weird experience of being in a workplace that was very focused on drinking. One of the things with Show Up and Stay that we're working on right now is wanting to try and build up and do some networking with organizations that are trying to decide, how do we be more inclusive of this, realizing that people may choose not to drink, As we pointed out, the Susie and Peggy stories couldn't be more different. But the point is that you both might show up to something and not drink. It doesn't matter why.
1: For me, about a year, I decided to let my uh, director at UC Davis know that I would stop drinking and, and pretty much why, you know, and she embraced it. She absolutely embraced it. And she drinks. She and her wife do dry January every year. And so that was sort of my coming out party, I think, an organization like UC Davis. I have been able to go to conferences and talk about my book. I'm presenting next week in a conference on well being and social workers, because we know that, at least in my field and any of the helping fields, that we get exposed to a lot of secondary traumatic stress around seeing someone else's trauma every day. And so Kind of borrowing from Ann Delsett Johnson is that whack a mole theory that if we don't address that secondary traumatic stress, it's going to pop out somewhere. You're going to eat it, you're going to drink it, you know, uh, overspend it, whatever. It's going to pop out somewhere. So um, I think that that is super important to understand. An organization like UC Davis is really encouraging that because what happens is in any of the helping fields or any of maybe fields like sales we lose employees because we're not dealing with what causes us to pick up that drink in the first place, right? Salesforce has Soberforce. We had, I'm going to murder her name, but Carolina Radikowska. She's 34 years old. She wrote the book Euphoric. She talks about that environment in her world, every 34-year-old drinks and what that looks like and how she's been able to reach her dreams at a much earlier age because she gave up alcohol. So it—it it is... We just uh, talked to a friend this morning and she talked about it in terms of building a better drinking culture. I just love that. Well, you know, the three of us started around, well, Susie was a little bit later, but you and I around 2019 when there was nothing, when Susie was talking about water and 7-Up or Diet Pepsi or Coke or whatever, and you're like, are you kidding me? In four short years, the market has exploded. I think that changing this culture is just so important when it comes to this, because people are starting to realize that everywhere, there's support groups for people that work in bars, in the restaurant business, they're really getting specific around even drinking after 50. I'm one of those. I didn't have a drinking problem until I turned 50. So there's specific places that we can go to that cater to our own specific need. Soberforce had a wonderful article that I think Susie and I both read when we first met each other around the fact that they are providing social opportunities for their workers. And that when you normalize it, that's when it really starts to make a difference. So the
0: work that I was doing was in the IT tech space. So I actually did Salesforce consultants is what I worked with. So I am familiar with that world a bit. And, you know, I think that A lot of people moving to working from home. And then they have this massive event every year in San Francisco that was actually one of the first work events I went to sober. You're so right. The sober force has risen up within those events and created these spaces where people can come and connect. I love that example. What does this really look like? Because I will admit to you, I'm kind of a seltzer water girl. It's lame. I want you to teach me what would it really be like to... Prepare an event that is definitely more sober positive for those that are attending.
2: Yeah, I think that's a wonderful thing to consider. And I recently heard on an events podcast about that this was the new normal they were suggesting to go with, you know, how a lot of the new menus have a deconstructed avocado toast or a deconstructed burrito or whatever that's very trendy. You know, I think a deconstructed cocktail slash mocktail. So that, you know, obviously a lot of events you do need to provide alcohol for some people, but if it's like a deconstructed mocktail slash zero proof cocktail, somebody can go, they can be responsible for how much alcohol even they want to add or not add. So it could be lower. It could be higher to have those options provide basically an up-leveled cocktail mixer, which you know, works great as a mocktail, and then let people add their own alcohol, if they prefer, or even a non-alcoholic spirit would be fantastic.
0: I love that idea. What about that market? You know, you, uh, Peggy, you mentioned this It's crazy in the last few years. I mean, my Instagram feed is full. Where does one begin? What's the most accessible in that world?
2: There are so many options. We recently hosted with a brand new bottle shop here in Long Beach that has a whole array of options. We host a little local happy hour. As far as accessibility, a lot of these are not that accessible unless you order directly from the manufacturer. It's definitely becoming more. We're thrilled to see that bottle shop. But in general, Whole Foods carries a couple of nice alcohol-free wines, as well as Ritual Zero Proof. Alcohol-free spirits. While it's not in every neighborhood, it's in a lot. I recently saw CVS pharmacies is carrying Zilch alcohol-free wine and Stella Rosa. I have seen it in some locations, but not every locations. But I have been told people are are picking that up more and more. Grocery stores. Most every grocery store has Athletic Brewing. You know, really fantastic, up leveled in a beer. And most of, I think, your specialty markets, something like Whole Foods, like Gelson's, uh, Lazy Acres, something like that, are carrying now when they didn't one year ago, alcohol-free wines, more alcohol-free spirits, and so on. So it's becoming more and more.
0: Hey, we'll be right back. Show Up and Stay is a 501c3 nonprofit on a mission to build tools and content that will bridge the recovery gap. The recovery gap is the distance between healing from the substance and healing your life. There are so many ways that you can support our project. You can donate at showupandstay.org. You can follow us on Instagram at showupandstay.org. You can follow and subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice. And take a minute to write a review. Literally just listening to the podcast on a weekly basis helps. We post new episodes every Tuesday. I like to say we have a bit of technology and science, but primarily storytelling and heart. Now back to the show.
1: You know, um, my son got married in November and I was probably the only one other than a beautiful 28 year old pregnant woman. You know, we all had champagne glasses in front of us. And I remember, it's so crazy when Brett decided this was the one. I thought, oh my God, how can I go to a wedding and not drink champagne at my son's wedding? That was like two years in. It's funny that those thoughts go into your head. But I had uh, Prima Pave and then the um, Spiritless tequila, which is the non-alcoholic tequila. I just went over and got the Prima Pave sparkling white and poured it in her glass. And she and her husband just freaked. They were like so grateful. The taste is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then the bartender also made the margaritas with a spiritless. And she said, thank you so much. She has my husband and I are planning on having a baby and I had no idea I've been doing professional bartending for years at weddings. And I had no idea these existed. And really, they haven't existed until you know, recently. But it's really just putting that word out some of my friends that have had margaritas at my house didn't know they didn't have alcohol in them it is like truly applying the mixology to the process it's an art it's not all baby it's not all anymore right <laughs> <And> no offense <laughs> to all but i totally think of all the baby showers
0: that i used to go to like 10 years ago that was bellinis right so it was like the champagne and the orange juices so like if you you, you would either have the bellini Or just the orange juice. Screw the orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, screw (laughs) that. This is not what we're talking. You feel sophisticated. You feel like an adult human.
1: Susie, this is her motto, and I say it all the time. If I ever had a tattoo, that's what I'd have. I just drink differently. I deserve a pretty glass and a place at the table. That says it all.
0: If you feel connection in any way to this topic of the sober positive workplace, I would love to connect with you. We're working to build a team that can collaborate on this initiative and see what we can do to help make an impact. Whether your organization could benefit potentially from some consultation on how to create a more inclusive environment for those who are alcohol free, or whether you yourself have some skills you want to lend to this initiative. You can email me directly at deanne at showupandstay.org. I hope to hear from you soon. For more information, please visit our website at showupandstay.org. You can follow us on Instagram at showupandstayorg. If you're interested in collaboration or being a guest on our show, please email us at info at This podcast is written, created, and produced by yours truly. We feature original music created and produced by the wickedly talented Katie Hare.